most people have a misunderstanding about the month of Ramadan and for them the month of Ramadan ended on the day of Eid and then they return back to their normal lives this is a very dangerous concept for example when you travel somewhere and you live in a country different than yours, or you sleep in a bed different than yours, you have to eat food different than yours, and when you come home, you feel that, okay, all of that stuff was so different, and I need a couple of days to adjust back to my normal routine. That's fine, because you were correct, you were traveling, and all of those things were different, and you should go back to who you were before you made that journey. If a person feels the same way about Ramadan, however, Okay, Ramadan was a difficult month, or I was fasting, praying to Raweeh, reading more Quran, making more ibadah, and now I'm going to rest, I need a break, I need to relax, two, three days of Eid, and now I have to go back to my work, or all those emails and messages that are waiting for me, go back to my normal self, that's a problem. Because actually Ramadan came to change who our normal self is. لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ أَيَّامُ مَعْدُدَاتِ Allah SWT says that this month has come so that you change from a ghair muttaqi mu'min to a muttaqi mu'min. And that's a huge change. And yes, by the time the last day and night of Ramadan comes and the day of Eid comes, you should feel totally unsettled. You should feel totally different. And when you re-emerge back to your home or you go back to your normal life, you have two choices. And most of us, not really consciously, but subconsciously, unconsciously, we slowly, gradually start to return and revert to who we were before Ramadan. In very simple, basic things such as our ibadat, maybe in Ramadan we were very regular in Fajr Salah in the Masjid. Slowly, gradually, after Eid, we go back to whatever level of our attendance of Fajr was before Ramadan. Maybe during Ramadan we started reading a lot of Qur'an and we had this fikr to finish one khatam of Qur'an, yani read one juz a day. That's supposed to continue in shawal. But we think somehow that is unique and distinct and particular and special for Ramadan. And sometimes in Eid day, day after Eid, day after, we hardly even read any Qur'an. It means very quickly we went back to being the same low level of Qur'an reciter reader that we were before Ramadan. We prayed Salatul Taraweeh. In Ramadan, now what does that mean? Taraweeh is specific to Ramadan, but it gave us something. We became people who made extra worship, who prayed extra salah beyond just the fraid, and not just for five, ten minutes, for about one hour. And we became people like that. We changed. And even after Eid, we changed back. We go back to a person who hardly prays any nafil salah, hardly makes any extra ibadah. And this change happens, and I think maybe I've come to you at exactly the right time. This change happens within five days. Today is fifth of Shabbat. Allahu Akbar. This change was not supposed to happen. The only change that was supposed to happen after Eid and before Eid is you no longer fast. That's it. Otherwise, whatever level of attendance you had in the masjid, you were supposed to maintain that. 
whatever additional recitation of Qur'an you manage to build up in Ramadan, you're supposed to maintain that. If you were making additional ibadah such as Salatul Taraweeh, you might pray Taraweeh in Jaman congregation, but you're supposed to pray some extra Salatul, some extra worshippers to maintain that. And we don't think like that. We think Ramadan is a one-month distinct thing, and we think we have a Ramadan uniform. And we become super Muslim in Ramadan, and we take off that uniform where we spend 11, 11 months, and next time when Shaban comes, they see the moon, we'll put on our super uniform again. This is the biggest change. After Iman, the first biggest change that can happen to a human being is they move from their mu'min to mu'min. From so many types of non-belief, unbelief, disbelief, to Iman. The second biggest change that happens to a human being is when they've entered Iman, is they move from non-taqwa, non-muttaqi to muttaqi. It's a change. You're not supposed to change back. It's like if you become mu'min, nobody wants to change back and become the their mu'min. Just like that, you should think about Ramadan. If I was a reciter of Quran, I don't want to change back. If I was making dua to Allah, I don't want to change back. If I was making extra worship, I don't want to change back. Now here, to help us in this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of His infinite mercy, His rahmah, and His hidayah, and His guidance, He inspired Sayyidina Rasulullah with a special teaching, which all of you know, but I want you to understand it today, which is the six fasts of Shawab. Now what are the six fasts of Shawab? First reason, not just all of you, a lot of you, because I started getting mad. I got one from South Africa. This poster with the math, right? 30 plus 6 equals 36 times 10 equals 360. Hmm? Allah, you would have heard that this is the meaning of the hadith of Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that that person who fasts all the first fasts of Ramadan, plus adds to six extra voluntary fasts of Shawal, it would be as if they fasted all year round. Okay, so that is the reward. Understand the reason why. Reason number one. Allah subhanahu wa wants immediately, right there in Shawal, we show Allah subhanahu wa that we're missing the fasting. We love the fasting. We enjoyed the fasting. We needed that fasting. In fact, our taqwa, our iman, our strength, our sabr, our better character was all dependent on that fasting. And now as Ramadan, we stop fasting, we're feeling our decline. Allah says, okay, go back to some fasting. Second, we want to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Ramadan, we fasted because we had to, yani it's fard. Fard means it's a command, you must do it. In shawal, the six fasts of shawal are not fard. Strictly speaking, they're not even sunnah muakkadah. Strictly speaking, they're sunnah ghayah muakkadah, which means pure nafil, purely optional. Purely optional. We want to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Ramadan, we fasted because we had to. In shawal, we're going to fast because we want to. Why do you want to? Because we've seen the extreme benefit. You told us in Quran, لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ We understood, we experienced this. The fast brought us taqwa. Now taqwa isn't confined just to Ramadan. The fasting is confined to Ramadan. But the goal of fasting, taqwa, the effect of fasting, taqwa, is so makhloob to us, so mahboob to us, so beloved to us, so <coughs> desired to us, that we want to do some extra fasting, fasting days and so on. Then understand that any time we do an ibadah, any worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, three things happen. The first thing that happens is, yes, you get the ajr, sawab, you get the rewards for that. So that's the 30 plus 6 times 10 equals 360. Second thing that happens, second thing that happens is you get qurb. Qurb, you get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a very well-known hadith narrated by Imam Bukhari, Imam Allah and Imam Muslim, Allah hadith al-Qudsi. That the Prophet said that Allah says 
that my servant draws near to me with that which I have made farz upon them. That was Ramadan fasting. Then they continue to draw near to me bin nawafil by doing extra fasting such that I become the eyes to which they see, the ears to which they hear, the hands to which they strike, etc. So that hadith gave us a sequence. You first draw near to Allah SWT through that which is part, which is obligatory, Ramadan. Then you continue to draw further closer to Allah SWT, <coughs> even more closer to Allah SWT through the nawafil, that's the six kinds of shawal. So we want to get even closer to Allah SWT, we want more good. It's not just about getting the reward of fasting the whole year. Third thing that happens anytime we do an ibadah, so the first thing is ajr, we get the reward, merits, good deeds for it. Second is qurub taqarrub, we become closer to Allah SWT. And the third thing that happens is tazkiyah and taqwa. Allah SWT explained, la'allakum tattakun. Allah SWT said generally in Quran, innal hasanat yuthibna siyyat. That whenever you do the good deeds, they take away the bad deeds. It's a purification that takes place. You do a good deed, an act of worship, an act of kindness, an act of charity, and it removes the filth, the spiritual rot, the spiritual cancer, the stains on our heart due to our sins and disobedience to Allah SWT. That's something we also felt in Ramadan. When we were sinners for a year round, or maybe we were sinners really lifelong, and in these first just one month of fasting and praying from Allah SWT, trying our best to stay away from sin, we actually start to experience what a non-sinner life is like. We got to feel what type of feelings does a person who doesn't sin feel in their prayer. Because most of the year we had the feeling that a sinner feels in their prayer, which is very light, almost maybe even absent. So we want that, we want that, but we don't want to lose that. So we want the reward, yes, in fasting all year round. But we want the qurb, we want to get even more closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we want even more tazkiyah, more taqwa, that's why we fast the six fasts of shawal. Now different ulama had different positions on when you should fast. Some said you should fast straight up, right? So it means let eat go and the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh shawal. A lot of people today, they like that also. For the wrong reason. I'm going to be a little tough on you. They like it for the wrong reason. Why? They like it because number one, their body is already used to fasting. So they just took one day break and eat and it's very easy. The easiest fast of shawal is if you do it two, three, four, five, six, seven. Second reason they like it is they just want to get it done with. They say, okay, we had the previous fast in Ramadan. Now we got to do these six. Let's just do these six immediately, get it done with. Hmm? I recommend to people, no. What you should do is you should use these six extra fast of shawal as weapons against your nafs. What does it mean? So let's see after Eid how long you last. How long can you maintain that closeness, that zikr, that remembrance, that awareness, that obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then as soon as you find yourself slipping, that I'm going down spiritually, maybe I missed my first Fajr Salah, I don't come to Master, I didn't read Quran for this day, hit yourself with a fast. And don't just do the fast, recreate the whole 24 hour Ramadan experience. Recreate the whole experience, pray all your prayers, in the, whatever you're doing in Ramadan. Pray all your prayers in the masjid, pray some extra prayers after Isha Salah, pray Awabin, recite one whole juice of Quran, make long du'as to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do the Let me tell you another thing. The Laylatul Qadr itself is in Ramadan, one of the last odd nights. But the feelings with which you in your heart turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can turn to Allah ta'ala with that same feeling anytime you want. Hmm? And in fact, Allah Ta'ala has made other times for that. 
you know, there's a hadith, all of you know, it's a hadith that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned that the last third of every night, not just Laylatul Qadr, the last third of every single night is a time when Allah Father especially accepts du'as. Is there anybody seeking my forgiveness so that I may forgive them? He calls out. Is there anybody asking something upon me, sa'il, that I may bestow upon them what they're granted? Hmm? And Yomul Jama'ah, <coughs> Yomul Jama'ah has an extra moment of special acceptance of du'a. Hmm? But even outside these special times, you should still have that special feeling, right? Our special feeling for Allah is because He is who He is. Because he is Allah, he is Ar-Rahman, he is Ar-Rahim, he is Ar-Rab. Our special feeling in our heart is not because it's Laylatul Qadr or because it's Ramadan. So then when you recreate that 24-hour experience, make du'as to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the way you did when it was Laylatul Qadr. Make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way you did when it was Laylatul Qadr. Beg Allah ta'ala for istiqamah that you continue on deen the way you did when Ramadan was about to end. Hmm? And especially trying to make use of the sunnah du'as of Nabi Akrim Sometimes when you read his du'as, it's amazing. One cannot rationally even imagine that the Prophet would make such a du'a. Allahumma inni a'udhubika min ash-shirki. It's also sunnah du'a. Allah Ta'ala, I seek refuge from me that I found the shirk. That's impossible. Inconceivable, impossible for Sayyidina Rasulullah But he did it because it is so much value for Imam. So much value for Tawheed. First reason. And second, he did it to teach us. We should never ever think we've arrived or we've attained any station or we've arrived at any destination or I've successfully fasted Ramadan. We are in danger. And me and you should be able to understand that because we all know we live in times of fitna. We live in times of sedition and trial and test and tribulation. We live in times of fujur and fist. We live in times of open sin and open rampant disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa We live in times when not bad people, but even good people. Good people in terms of ibadah, people who pray in the masjid, who fast in Ramadan. Good people in terms of their akhlaq, they're nice, honest people. Even they fall into sin. Even they fall into lust. We live in times when good people who even do love their wife, even they cheat on their wife. Not only that it was bad marriage, broken marriage, we hate each other, what could I do, I cheated on her. No, we live in such times. What does that mean? You understand, when good people do bad, that is fitna. Hmm? When mu'mineen do sin, that is a time of fitna. So we're living in a time of fitna. Now if, it's only Allah subhanahu wa mercy, but if Allah ta'ala would chose ever to take us to task, for these hypocrisies and these betrayals and these disloyalties, Allah Ta'ala has the power. He could take away our Iman, He could take away our Tawheed, He could throw us into shirk, He could throw us into kufr. So we should make du'as and just think, if nothing else, Ya Allah, my beloved Nabi, Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, He sought refuge in you from shirk. Who am I? I'm just an ordinary believer, I'm an ummati, I make the same du'a to you. Nabi Akhirin Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Dua Allah Ta'ala I ask you an Iman after which there is no Ibtidad means I ask you such a faith after which there is no apostasy Allah Akhirin Should you pick up some of these Sunnah Duas and learn their meaning in English or whatever language you know and say them with feeling from the bottom of your heart to Allah Subhanahu to recreate a 24 hour for those who came Recently, I was saying that these six extra fasts of Shawwal, which you should use each one of them as a weapon on your nafs, as soon as your nafs starts making you slide. Let me also explain that to you. In Shawwal, there's something that happens. 
So I call it in our American English, the nuff strikes back. Yeah, it's going to happen to you sometime in Shawwal. Nafs was beaten down through 30 days of fasting and long night worship. Allah Akbar. And Shatin were all changed. Now what do you think? Have you seen a mad dog? Mad dog when you keep it in chain for one month. Imagine. And you let it go. What do you think it's going to do? It's going to attack. What do you think the Shatin do when the chains are unloosened in Shawwal? They're going to attack. Who do you think they're going to attack? For who were they chained? They were chained for the sake of the Sa'imi, for the sake of the believers who were fasting. So who do you think they're going to attack? Meanwhile, the nafs has been suffering, hmm? not getting its TV, music, movies, not getting its this, that, the other. Hmm? Being woken up even before Fajr at the time of Dajjal. Hmm? The nafs, oh, oh, So the nafs strikes back and Shaitan strikes back. And they strike back in Shawwal. So this is another hikmah wisdom. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this in Adeem, these six fasts of Shawwal. Hmm? Okay, then you use that first fast, you recreate 24 hours experience, you try to restore yourself. You can never do it fully because Ramadan is Ramadan. I'm not trying to discount that. Ramadan has these unique blessings and mercies from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No doubt, right? But you use, you recreate that 24 hour experience and try to bring yourself back to the best of your ability. And you try to hold it, you try to hold it, and then again you'll dip. Maybe three, four days later, again you hit yourself with another fast. And this is how you suspend the month of Shawwal. So what happens then if you spend the month of Shawwal like this, across the month you will fast those six extra fasts, inshaAllah ta'ala, but you spend the whole month in fikr, in worry, in concern, tracking your spirituality, watching your taqwa, seeing if you fall, watching when you slip, feeling remorse for slipping, turning to Allah ta'ala in dua, fasting again, picking yourself up, that's called mutaqi. Then you graduate, la'allakum tatakun, that's called mutaqi. And we have to be able to access that taqwa without Ramadan. We cannot be exclusively dependent on Ramadan. We have to be able to move beyond that. And as you know, 11 out of 12 months are not Ramadan. Hmm? So that's what, it's not even 10%, 1 12th is not even 10%. It's like what, 8.5% or whatever it is. 8.5% hmm? if I'm not wrong. 8.5% of the time you have taqwa, you only have taqwa in Ramadan. Hmm? So it's a mode. Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala out of His mercy sent Ramadan to us, not merely for ritual practice and observance of fasting. Allah Ta'ala sent Ramadan to create a mode in us. Because most of us, taqwa wasn't the greatest concern of our life. The concern of our life was our education, our degree, or our job, or our career, or our house, or what's going on in the country, or crime, or whatever issues you people have in this country. Most of the time that was our overriding concern. Ramadan was supposed to flip us and restore us to that true spiritual dini balance that my overriding concern first and foremost is my akhirah, my taqwa, my sunnah, my iman, my ibadah, my akhlaq, my relations with others. And that's the last thing that I'll mention to you today. Because in Ramadan, alhamdulillah, through the barakah, fasting, and reciting Quran, etc., a lot of us became better in our relationship with Allah subhanahu And even that is only due to his karam, fazl, and tufi. But there's another very big dimension of our life. And that is the hukul ibad. That is those mu'amalat means how to become better in our relations with others. And if I had met you before Ramadan, one of the things I would have told you is that in Ramadan, don't just do your ibadah in the masjid. Obviously, Tarawih, you have to pray in the masjid. 
to try to do all of the other things in your home. Many people, they come to the Masjid al-Fajr, they read the Quran, and they come before Maghrib, before Asr to Maghrib, they do their zikr. And then after Taraweeh, after Asr, they pay the Taraweeh. And the whole life doesn't change. So this has to change. Hmm? Because again, there'll be a problem, because after Ramadan, these Masjid activities will go away. So to make yourself a better, so the men are here today, so to make yourself a better father, to make yourself a better husband, to make yourself a better brother, to make yourself a better son, to start with the most basic things. And these are actually in some ways more important than just a better member of community, a better global citizen of humanity. Those are high-flying concepts, but if you're not a good father to your own children, how are you going to be a good citizen of humanity? That's just fluff. You're just deluding yourself with that. Alright? Better father, better husband, better brother, better son. Hmm? And maybe in Ramadan we were too busy doing worship, but then there's a question. That if Alhamdulillah we worship Allah Ta'ala more in Ramadan, and we became a better mu'min, we became a better abd, we became a better abid, we became a better believer, a better worshipper, should that not have an effect then? Should that not automatically necessarily make us a better husband? <laughs> These are the things to check and show up. These are the things to track. So this is our message to you. In Jama, we can only give you small portions like that. We make dua that Allah SWT accept the Ramadan of everybody in the Ummah. Did he accept all the duas every one of us made, all the prayers we offered, all the fasting we offered. But we are very weak people. And we are needy and dependent on Allah SWT. And we are constantly needy and dependent on these same ibadah, these same simple things that changed our life, simply picking up Quran cream and reciting it, simply making dua. And we have to continue that in shawal, we have to continue that new round, and Allah give all of us and all the ummah tawfiq to constantly reach and strive for taqwa, and to retain and preserve and honor any taqwa that He may bestow upon us from His mercy. Wa'afir da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.